0: and it all comes down to this two on two out bottom of the ninth the farmers lead by one full count here comes the play at the plate and it's the ag
1: view pitch welcome everybody to another episode of the ag view pitch and today we're doing a little video with the podcast so if you're listening to this you'll have to bear with us and uh, we will have this on YouTube as well. Uh, today you've got obviously Chris Barron and Brant Fail, vale. he's my brother-in-law and I've gotten more phone calls I think than I've probably ever gotten in text messages from clients just wondering how'd you fare and everything and in our farm operation we were pretty lucky I mean we were about 10 miles north of all the devastation and all the craziness and stuff and then uh, you guys farm um, basically about, probably, what, another maybe 10 miles south of us almost, but you're yeah. also uh, west of us a ways. So, um, Brant, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience, where you were at. and You guys are sort of on the edge of it, too, but talk a little bit about what your experience was the, when the storm kind of went through here. Okay.
0: Yep. Like Chris said, my name's Brant Fail. Uh, we raise corn and soybeans in East Central Iowa. Um, we're 20 miles about south of Waterloo. And the storm started about probably five or six miles north of us is where the line is here. Mm. And it stretched almost hundred miles south. So winds were sustained in this area around hundred miles per hour for over 20 minutes. The further south you go, they were 115 to 130 miles per hour. Um, we have 2,500 acres of corn and it's all damaged, every single acre. We do not have one field that doesn't have damage and it was already tangled up from a windstorm here about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We had some structural damage. We have four grain bins that- Which you can see. Which you can see, three of the four that got crinkled. It looks like a a giant came up and just pushed on the corner of the bin and said, let's see if I can kill this one. And uh, this is the second time in nine years that this has happened to us to have this bad of winds. So um, our soybeans were flat as well, which I had never seen that Mm -hmm. ever. They were as flat as a pancake. Now today they're standing up straight, but I'm concerned about the yield on the soybeans as well now for getting beat up as hard as they did for as long as they did.
1: One of the things that we noticed around here, and I know it's a conversation we'll be having next week with Iowa State as they're doing more assessments and evaluations of the storm area size and scope and everything, but you guys have a lot of corn that's either flat or leaning. Have you been out in it and kind of an idea i mean i keep hearing some people say well some of that's going to stand back up well a lot of it's not going to stand it's not standing
0: back up what has stood up is if it stood up i could tell a little bit of difference just directly across the road from my house which is straight east of here um, on tuesday morning that uh, the edge had stood up but I'm not going to waste my time going out and walking through it because it's only going to make me more upset than I already am. Right. But you go if we go uh, about 10 miles south of here, it is completely steamrolled. Mm -hmm. It's as flat as this gravel parking lot. Grain bins included. Grain bins, buildings, houses, Mm -hmm. you name it. Yeah. It's amazing nobody died. Yeah,
1: and we'll get some 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 footage of that. So if you are watching this, we will have that edited into into this to kind of show some of the crop damage and sort of what some of that looks like. Um, Brant, talk a little bit about, you know, you were in the house, your wife was on a Zoom call, the storm starts, what happens then?
0: Uh, I stood and watched it like I normally do for, uh, I don't know, three or four minutes probably. Mm -hmm. And after that, I was absolutely terrified. I grabbed (laughs) my wife, we went downstairs, and we stood there for 15 minutes and just watched
1: everything go to hell. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. What? What, um, as far as you know, your friends and places you've been and what you've seen, talk a little bit about that too.
0: So, <clears throat> well, nine years ago, there was a derecho that went through here, not here as much, but further south in Dysert, Iowa, and about eight miles south of there, destroyed their farms, and it just happened again on Monday. <clears throat> so all the friends that cleaned up in 2011, they're doing it all again today. Huh. And I helped a friend of mine on Tuesday, two friends of mine. On Tuesday, one just a tree, the other one, his shop, his machine shed, his corn crib, his house, all of his trees, everything. It's gone. Hmm. It's just destroyed. Wow. And then another friend lost their entire grain setup. That's another thing. The the local elevators have lost all of their capacity. Some to the mm-hmm. south. It's gone, and so did the farmers. So that's the that's the pro- the true problem. Right. Where's the grain going to
1: go? Right. And that that's going to be my next question, getting to that part of it is, you know, and that's one of the questions that we keep getting from, from producers too, is while well, the crop's damaged, so you wouldn't need maybe as much space, but on the same token, the crop's not zero. You right. know, it's There's areas obviously where it's devastated to mm-hmm. zero, but there's also a lot of areas where <laughs> I think we're still going to have. You know we were setting up for a pretty darn good crop even mm-hmm. though you know some of these areas were really dry but we were still probably setting up for 150 to 220 oh, yeah. 230 240 bushel corn Yep. so if you take say 20 percent, 30 off the top of that yep you're still going to have a lot of bushels to deal with and yes. so basis is going to be an issue um, just handling are you hearing anybody talk about you know what's the solution because i know one thing you told me You know what half an hour later you bought another 12 real corn head so you could you know because you know harvest is going to be a slow process so you guys accomplished that but what about bend space for these guys
0: well for the for the guys that lost their set their grain setups can they go to the processor i don't know the processor can only process process so much grain every day right and they already have other stuff going on yeah so but the next problem is drying the grain because we're going to have to go out and get this corn as soon as we possibly Sooner, can. Right. We're gonna be harvesting 30% corn and I'm sure we're gonna be harvesting most of the season that mm-hmm. way. Right. And their grain dryers are gone too. Right. Well, you can't throw that grain in a bag and sit it on the ground and hope for the, hope for it to be okay because it's not gonna be. Right. So I don't know what their answer is. I know there's a large co-op, mid, uh, mid-Iowa co-op that has guaranteed their customers that they will have storage for them this year. Now what that really looks like at this point, it's hard to say. They must have a really good contingency plan. <laughs> yeah, so e- evidently they're gonna put up a uh, 2.5 million bushel pile on their one of their facilities and they're gonna get their bins rebuilt, supposedly, and go from there. So,
1: so, so like you said, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about <clears throat> Go into the bags, and that being a pretty good solution, probably for a lot of people. The problem is, like you said, is if you have to go start getting this stuff, and it's, you know, maybe not 30 percent, but even if it's 25, 24 percent, you still got to probably need to be looking at drying this stuff down some. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be a major issue, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a huge issue. We are we are so fortunate in this area. Uh, Yeah, we lost a building. Yes, we have been damaged. Yes, all of our corn is damaged. My house sustained a little bit of damage everybody's alive mm-hmm. nobody was injured in this area at all and i still have most of my storage
1: and i have a grain dryer mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that can't say that yeah and the dryer is the key piece yeah. right now yeah so um what's, what do you think on basis um you know this is something that we've been talking with Dwayne um on all of our podcasts and stuff we've talked about you know the need for paying attention to basis and watching that really close mm-hmm. What's your thought on that? Is that, I mean, you guys have bushels that are gonna have to go that won't fit in storage or you got room, you think? Uh, I don't think
0: that this year is gonna be as big of an issue. Generally, we will haul a fair amount off the farm and just go to a local elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, They've always been really good. They have contracts with Cargill. We can take full rails, as many rail cars as we want and we can play the basis game with them on that direction.
1: Right. So a lot of the guys though, they're probably, if, if they do know they're gonna have to be taking this stuff you know, away mm-hmm. and, and getting it to the processor or wherever they need to go. Yeah, they're going to need to be watching basis and for probably sure. be thinking about getting that locked in. Yeah, now. basis
0: contracts made me. It didn't make me a lot of money, but it, I didn't lose near as much. Right. This year with my final bushels and things of that sort. So, I don't know. I think it's a good idea to be
1: looking at it for sure. Yeah, and I think the other the other thing that people need to be cognizant of too is just the fact that. Um, we're probably gonna have a lot of areas where the, the corn wasn't affected, mm-hmm. but the basis will be affected because yeah, this sure. this is gonna amplify out well past mm-hmm. the areas where the storm damage right. is. So if you're 20 miles north, south, east, west of damage, in all likelihood, there will be a basis impact at yes. some point probably. Yeah, because
0: the processes are gonna be flooded and they're gonna try to get you to stay away for a right, while. Right, right. Yeah, for sure.
1: Anything I didn't ask, I mean, you guys, um, Went through hell, but you you missed the. You're kind of on the edge of hell, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. <laughs> you yeah, know, unfortunately. Well,
0: what really upset me the most, to be honest with you, is on Sunday afternoon, one of my best friends brought me a an old grain bin to make a grain bin gazebo, oh. and I didn't have it tied down. Oh no! And the son of a bitch is east of my house, about a half a oh, mile no. in the cornfield. <laughs> so, oh, but uh, and you know, for a little bit of levity there. Yeah. But. And that's it, an important, Ben, one well, we, you
1: can put some alcohol in. Yeah, that we can that's kinda, what that was the plan. We were going to party. Our, sor- our sorrows yeah, a little bit. For sure. So. Yep. But now I think your, your point on everybody being alive, mm-hmm. you know, we do this for our families. We do this because we love what we do Yep. and uh, appreciate your time. And, and thanks for sharing. Yeah. I think, uh, like I said, we've gotten more calls, more texts wondering what's going on and and this is the first of a, of a few we want to do and yep. appreciate you being the first and yep, yep. getting your story out and yeah and if anybody is looking for something to do and i know we're all busy we're
0: trying to get ready for harvest cedar rapids iowa is destroyed and they could use any help that they could get
1: yeah and that's that's for sure. We drove through Cedar Rapids last night, and it was it was dark. Yeah, no electricity yet, and that and that was Thursday night. Today's the 13th of August, and yes. what was that? Four days later, and they still don't have power. Yeah, and it um, could be
0: weeks, is what they're saying. We were so. in
1: route to uh, Illinois, um, and we met I don't know three convoys. I think of. Of trucks, and I would imagine that's probably where they were heading. Is they were this part of Iowa? Yeah,
0: they were coming from the north yesterday, coming past here as well. Yeah, out of Minnesota and the Dakotas and such. So yeah,
1: that's great to see. Yeah, All right, Brant. Hey, thanks, bud. You bet. Thank you. Yep. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and and viewing and watching. And we will catch you next time on the View Pitch.